Hello, this is Craig Jarrow, and welcome to the Time Management Ninja podcast, episode number 18. In this episode, I want to talk about email. The very topic makes many people groan. After all, email can be one of the biggest time wasters in the workplace. Some studies have shown that employees spend upwards of 30% of their time in their inbox or dealing with email. So today, I have 12 tips to help you keep your email in check and as well be more efficient with your email communication. Email, the big time waster. In many companies, it seems like email is the central part to many people's jobs, and they spend the majority of their day sorting through their inbox, never emptying it, and trying to keep up with that deluge of email that comes in faster than they can bail it out of their inbox. In fact, for many people, their inbox is a never-ending list of messages, and it's not uncommon to see people with 5, 10, 20,000 emails in their inbox. I've definitely seen that. So today I want to share some tips to help you make better use of your email because email is not all bad and it can be a great productivity tool. Um, And while I like to say that email is not your job, email can be your ally. And when used correctly and when used sparingly, it can help you get more done while you're concentrating on your priorities. So today I have 12 tips for better email communication. Let's jump into it. Better email communication tip number one, check it sparingly. The big mistake that many people make with their email is they let it dominate their day. They check their email 5, 10, 20, 30 times a day. And with our mobile devices, it's become even more tempting to check your email. And many people check their email before they get out of bed in the morning, and they check it again in bed before they go to, go to sleep in the evening. And that's just not a productive way to use your email. And you're letting it dominate your life. So my recommendation here is you really need to tune back, turn down the email. I recommend checking it only a few times a day. And if you can't go cold turkey, at least start to reduce the number of times you go into your inbox. Ultimately, I recommend you check it only two to three times a day. I check my email in the morning, at lunch, and pretty much the end of the workday. That way I can catch, you know, the different phases of the workday. I can get, you know, address those early morning urgent emails address some you know, midday communication, and then close out my inbox before I call it a day. Now, this is hard for many people to do, and it can be very tempting, especially with your, your iPhone or your Android device, you know, to check it, whether you're, you're in a restaurant or on an elevator or whatever it may be. But many people don't need mobile email, and, and that's a big theme I've talked about recently on the blog. But the ultimate idea here is to check your email less than you are today and ultimately dial it down to just a few times a day. So for my first tip here, I recommend reducing the number of times you actually go into your inbox. These next few tips are going to get very tactical. And better email communication tip number two is no silly subject lines. If you've ever gotten an email and you're like, what is that about? Or maybe it even doesn't have a subject line. But when you get an email that doesn't have a descriptive subject line, it just wastes your time, and you want to make sure that you don't waste other people's times by sending emails that don't have descriptive or informative subject lines. The subject for your email should be very descriptive, um, what you're asking for or what the email is intended to do. Uh, don't leave it blank. Don't put silly words in there because you're only creating chaos on the other end of the email string, and you don't want the same thing coming into your inbox. So. 
If you want to get your emails acted on by the recipients that you're sending it to, make sure that your subject line is descriptive and even action-oriented. Better email communication tip number three. Many people feel like they cannot keep up with the flood of emails that come into their inbox. But ironically, they are often self-inflicting this flood of email. And tip number three is, remember, the more email you send, the more that you're going to receive. So before you send off that message to 53 people or send off a bunch of one-line emails to people that you could have talked to when you see them that day, remember, the more email you send out, the more is going to come back into your inbox. So make sure that the ones you are sending are tactical and productive and things that you need to communicate with. Because if you're sending out the latest jokes or the latest newsletter to 50 people, you know, that's going to come back into your inbox. You know, even if it's just, you know, a whole bunch of thank yous or a whole bunch of this or that, whatever, you don't want to create that flood that's coming into your inbox. So again, remember, the more emails you send, the more are going to come back. Better email tip number four, write your email backwards. This is such a simple, common sense tip about how to write your emails, but it can be so powerful in getting results and getting responses and action on the emails you send. And what I mean by write your emails backwards is typically people will start and they'll do an introduction and they'll write this long story. And then at the end of their email, they'll ask for what they're, they're, what they're wanting, whether it's an action or a response or an answer. And typically that doesn't get a very good response rate because people will glance through their inbox and they'll look at this long email and they'll, they'll move on to the next one. But if you write your email backwards, and what I mean is put the ask as the first line of the email and then write your supporting information and then thank the person. So literally put the first uh, line of your email as I need authorization for this or can you provide me this answer or whatever the ask is, put the ask as the first line of your email. And that's how you write your emails backwards. And if you do this, you'll find that you get a much better response rate and a quicker response rate to your emails. Better email tip number five. Keep your emails to five lines and five lines only. One of the problems with email is people tend to write too much. They write long, droning emails that people don't want to read. They don't want to read a two-page email. And if you write, if you're guilty of writing long emails, you probably also get a very low response rate to those emails, or if you do, a very slow response rate to your emails. So when I say keep your emails to five lines, I mean just that, five lines and five lines only. And people find this very hard to do. Um, they want to be verbose. They want to write a lot of supporting information and things like that. But again, that is not effective uh, communication when it comes to emails. So next time, the next time you write an email, see if you can keep it to just five lines. And again, if you're combining this with tip number four about writing your email backwards, line number one should be your ask. And then you have four lines to tell the person why or provide a little bit of information or whatever else it may be. But writing short, concise emails is important to better email communication. Better email tip number six, use other methods of communication. And what I mean by this is sometimes email isn't the right medium for communication. And if you always use email, you're going to be guilty of what I said earlier, which is you're going to send too many emails and thus you're going to create too many emails coming back into your inbox. And when you think about using other communication methods, you know, these days we have so many different channels that we can reach out to people. You know, once upon a time it was phone and email, phone, sorry, phone and snail mail, really. But now 
you've got Slack, you've got SMS, you've got other chat programs, you've got you know many different ways to reach out to people. And what I tell people is before you send an email, think about what is the response you're trying to get, what is the timeliness of response you're trying to get, and is email the right medium? So for example, if you're trying to get a quick response, email's not the right method to use. Again, a lot of people don't check email regularly, or if they are checking it regularly, they're not responding to their emails quickly. If you want a quick response, you know, a text message is probably your best method to go. And I think there's stats out there that show that I think it's 70 or 80% of text messages are responded to within 15 minutes. So again, quick, urgent communication. Um, one of my favorites is, you know, when, when there's a change to a meeting or something like that. I love when I arrive at a meeting only to find out that three minutes prior, someone sent out an email update uh, to that meeting. And a case like that, you need to be sending a text message. Um, as well, you know, we talked about keeping emails concise in the last tip, but if it's a short, you know, communication or if it's more of a chat communication, that's when something like Slack or Microsoft Teams would probably be better to have that, you know, dialogue communication. Because again, when you get to email, you don't want to be doing the back and forth. So there are other chat mediums that are better or more appropriate for those types of communications. So for this tip, you know, sometimes email is not the right method of communication, so consider your other communication channels. Better email tip number seven. This one is both an etiquette tip as well as a productivity or efficiency tip. Tip number seven is don't copy extra people. Again, this goes back in some ways to the more email you send, the more you receive. And if you've ever been on one of those email strings that has 57 people on it and everybody starts replying all and even saying simple things like thank you to 57 people, it can create a lot of chaos and it can also be kind of annoying. So when you write emails, make sure you only copy the people that need to be in that communication. You don't need to copy extra people. You don't need to copy people's bosses unless they need to be in the conversation. So avoid copying extra people on emails. And I'll take this one step further, which is People love to use the CC or the BCC, the blind carbon copy. A lot of people don't even know what that stands for. But there are almost no reasons you need to use those fields. And I will even go as strongly as to say BCC should never be used on an email. It only causes trouble. And if you've ever been on the receiving end of one of those situations, it's not fun. So you don't need to blind carbon copy someone. Either they need to be on the email and they should be visible or if they're not in the conversation, you can bring it to their attention later or even forward an email to them later. But again, overall, don't copy extra people on your email. You're just creating more work for everyone and ultimately yourself as those responses come back in. Better email tip number eight, you don't have to respond to them all. Now, for some people, they may take some small offense at this uh, tip or they may consider it an unetiquette tip, but I'm gonna tell you, you don't have to respond to all your emails. Just because somebody gets a hold of your email and sends you a message doesn't mean that you're obligated to respond to them. And I'm telling you, if you're going to try to respond to every message that comes into your inbox, you will never keep up. So don't feel obligated to respond to every message. And by the way, you don't need to respond if a response isn't required. You know, we get the uh, lots of emails that come back as thank you or thank you for telling me that. Okay, well, those messages aren't, aren't you know, useful in any way. But just because someone sends you an email doesn't mean you need to respond. And I'm not saying you need to take this to the rude level of ignoring people. But at the same point, if you're getting solicitations or if you're getting useless or meaningless emails at work, don't feel obligated to respond to each and every one of them. Again, everyone you respond to, you're encouraging more emails back into your inbox.
Better email tip number nine. This one is a little bit of a etiquette or style tip, and that is don't use fonts, colors, or fancy signatures in your email. You know, email is meant to be simple, as I've been trying to express. And, you know, a lot of people are reading email these days on their mobile devices, whether it's a phone uh, or a tablet. And, you know, those fancy fonts and colors and, and signatures, you know, really don't translate well to a small device. But in general, putting your email in a fancy font that's hard to read um, or putting, you know, red fonts in your email is not going to give a good uh, tone to the email. So people are going to be averse to your emails. They may be even, you know, uh, not happy with the tone of your emails. So avoid those fancy fonts and colors. And my final thought on this one is those annoying signatures, those signatures that have way too much detail in them or a picture or a pithy quote that you think is cute. People don't need to see that. People don't want to see that. And again, it makes it harder to read on a small device. But in general, you know, those fonts, those colors, those fancy signatures are usually a turnoff and will reduce the response rate to your email. So keep your email simple, you know, simple text, simple messages, as we've been talking about, and avoid all those fancy extras. Better email tip number 10. Never read email before bed or before breakfast. You know, as we've talked about checking your email too much, there's two times that you really should not check your email during the day. And that is right before you go to bed or right when you get up in the morning. And again, uh, studies have shown that a lot of people, you know, we, we sleep with our phones right next to our bed and it can be very easy to say, oh, I'll just check my work email one more time before I go to sleep. Um, and then a lot of people check their email before they get out of bed in the morning. This is a recipe for basically putting yourself in a bad mood or, or getting a restless night's sleep if you read a bad email right before you go to bed. You don't need to read your email right before you go to sleep. It just, you know, creates, you know, bad situations where you read something that bothers you or reminds you of something that you need to do the next day or even gives you a new task that you need to do and then you end up, you know, tossing and turning over it all night. As well, I don't recommend you check email before you get out of bed in the morning. Again, you're only going to put yourself in a nasty mood before you've even, you know, showered or gotten dressed. And again, the morning should be about doing your priorities, which is something else I talk about on my website a lot. So if you end up reading your email before you get out of bed, before you do your morning priorities, you end up thinking or spending time working on other people's priorities. So never read your email before bed or before breakfast. Better email tip number 11. Don't read your email, act on it. If you've ever gone into your email inbox and you've skimmed through the first several emails and you maybe read a couple and then what do you do? You leave them there and you end up closing your email and you haven't done anything with it except for skimmed your emails and left them in your inbox. And if you do this regularly, you'll find that your email inbox just piles up, right? And maybe you are one of those people that leaves everything in your inbox and it just piles up and you have thousands, if not tens of thousands of emails in your inbox. So my advice here is don't read your email, act on it. And this is a good tip to combine with only checking your email a few day, a few times a day because what I want you to do here is when you open an email, act on it. If you read it, do something with it. Either respond right then and there or archive it or delete it or whatever it may be, but don't leave it and don't put it back in your inbox. 
So this will create some discipline as well about not going into your email at times that you shouldn't be, like in an elevator or a restaurant or things like that, because when you're looking at your email, you should be ready to actually process or act on it. So you'll, you'll find that you only open up your inbox when you know that you have a few moments to actually do something with those emails. And again, this is a great productivity tip because it inspires action. When you open up those emails, you're not going to just look at them. You're going to respond or delete them or archive or get them out of your inbox. So, and by the way, if you're getting emails out of your inbox and there is a task to be done, that task should go on your to-do list. Your inbox shouldn't be your to-do list. You need to archive those emails and put that task on your to-do list. So again, don't read email, act on your email. Email tip number 12 and our final tip for today's podcast, don't play email ping pong. What I mean by this is avoid the email back and forth. And you know what I'm talking about here. You send a message to someone, they reply for clarification, you reply, they reply, and before you know it, you've got a volley going where it's just going back and forth and back and forth. And this just creates a huge email chain, it doesn't get anything done, and it's not really productive. So my advice here is avoid the email ping pong game. If a conversation goes back and forth more than a few times, do something else. Call that person, go see that person, have a direct conversation instead of playing the email ping pong, tag your it game, because that's not productive. And again, email's not a great medium for the back and forth. You know, a chat program such as Slack or even text message is a little bit better than email is for the back and forth conversation. But again, I prefer if, a, if it becomes a conversation, it needs to go back and forth, that I will actually call that person and ooh, actually talk to them on the phone or go see them in person if that is an option. So avoid the email ping pong game. It's not productive. And if you need to have a conversation, have that conversation directly. So there you have 12 email tips for better email communication. And I hope that some of these tips are things that you can apply immediately, even in today in your next email that you compose. You know, some of them are etiquette based. Some of them are product. Most of them are productivity based to help you craft better emails, deal with your inbox in a more efficient and effective way because email shouldn't and doesn't have to dominate your workday or take over your life. Um, You should only be checking your email a few times a day, definitely not in the morning and night, but I hope that these email tips today will help you tame your email and your inbox. This has been Craig Jarrow for the Time Management Ninja podcast. I hope you'll find me on the web as well at timemanagementninja.com. Until next time, thanks.